Good afternoon and thank you for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of honesty and how what we do in this life does not go unnoticed in the next. I want to talk to you about an experience I had with a woman several years ago. She came to me at a point of desperation. I am not entirely sure what she was looking for. I believe she was looking for some kind of knowledge, some kind of futuristic view of what she could expect. But that is not who I am, and that is not what I do. I am not a fortune teller. I am not a reader of the stars. I do not speak of spirit guides. I only speak with those who have passed on. I do not know how this gift works, nor do I know why I am the one who has received it. But it is what it is, and I am who I am. When this woman came to me, I immediately felt as though that she was trying to keep many things from me. Unfortunately, in circumstances like this, things cannot be hidden. And if they are, they cannot be hidden for long. I explained to her the importance of being honest, how honesty was the only way we would work through and forward through the issues that she was having. She humbly agreed. So I thought. As she sat with me, the more she spoke, the more the sinking feeling of deception resonated around her and around me. I explained to her that I was not an individual who could work under these circumstances and that if someone was going to come to me, they needed to do so with an open mind and an open heart. She left. As usual, I do not charge. So I was under no obligation, nor was she. I told her that in the future, if she decided to come and see me, that she could feel free to. A few weeks went by and she came back. She sat in front of me, tears in her eyes. I offered her a box of tissues because I could tell in this moment there, were, there was going to be much that was uncovered. She told me that her husband had been having an affair and that the affair he had been having had been, lasted, had been lasting for months. She wanted to know if I could see what his plans were, if I could see if they were going to return to a happy marriage or a happy point in their life, or if this was the end. I explained to her once again that this is not how I worked and that the best that she could do was to reach out to her husband in honesty and hope that he would do the same and that they and they alone were responsible for working out the issues in their marriage. That was not the answer she wanted to hear, and she left. A few weeks went by, and she came back again. This time, though, when she walked in the door, I felt an immediate sense of anger and sadness, a feeling of despair. I asked her if I could please excuse myself because I could tell that I needed to go 
get a breath of fresh air and be much more grounded for this situation than what I had initially anticipated. I went outside for a few minutes and then came back in and sat with her. I offered her a piece of candy. I asked her how she was, though the answer was written all over her face. She began telling me about her husband and about how she had confronted him, though she did not do it with any form of a rational mind. She reached out in anger towards him and the woman that he is now seeing. As she told me this story, a woman appeared to me. I could tell that she is someone who had passed on. She was dressed in a long white, white gown, nightgown. Her hair was thin. Her bones were fragile. I could tell that this woman was very sick. And as the woman sat across the table from me, the woman in white, as we will call her, made her presence around the two of us ever known. She was standing behind the woman who was speaking to me and the anger on her face was unmistakable. She screamed. He was supposed to be with me. And then she, her anger grew and grew. The woman sitting across from me said, what's happening? Why do I feel hot? What is happening? There's something happening. And I explained to her that there was a woman that was very angry who was there with us. I asked the woman sitting across from me if she knew who this woman might be. She said no. And I asked again, are you certain? Because she certainly knows who you are and she is angry. The heat in the room grew. It was unmistakable and it was inescapable. The woman became more and more enraged. The longer the woman sitting across from me continued to deny her and to, to, to deny her presence. I asked her again, I need you to tell me the truth. Do you know this woman? Because it has become very evident to me that she absolutely knows you and she is angry. She is incredibly angry and I need you to speak honestly. The woman looked across from me, looked me straight in my eyes and said, no, I honestly don't know who this woman is. The rage that came from the woman in white became almost unbearable. And then she showed me in a moment of complete clarity, she showed me who she was. She showed me an image of the woman sitting across from me, sitting in a room crying over her husband having an affair. And almost as though it was in a side-by-side -side picture slide, the woman in white showed me a picture of her crying in the same room over her husband having an affair. And then she screamed again, he belonged to me. He was my husband. 
her rage and fury unfolding out before me. Then she showed me how she was sick, how she had been so sick before her death, and how she had a caretaker, and a husband who she thought loved her. She showed me that her husband and her caretaker began having an affair while she was dying. And though they did not know that she was conscious enough to be aware of the affair, she was. Two people in life that she had trusted the most had betrayed her. And not only did they betray her in life, but by not acknowledging what they did, even after her death, they were betraying her again. I looked across at the woman who was sitting at the table with me and I said, you had an affair with her husband while she lay in bed dying and you were supposed to be taking care of her. The woman sitting across the table broke down in tears and she said, yes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Is she here? Can she hear me? And I said, yes, she can hear you. And she screamed the woman's name. And she said, I am so sorry. Please forgive me for what I did. I understand your pain now. Please forgive me. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive a fool for the mistakes I made and the wrong that I did to you. The woman looked at me in that moment and her eyes grew huge. And she said, I can feel her. I can feel her wrapped around me. She said, is she here? And I said, yes, she is holding you in an embrace. And then tears poured down her face. And then in a moment, the woman in white was gone. It was a moment that the woman who was sitting across from me did not expect, and it was a truth that she did not think would be revealed, but it was, and it was a truth that was haunting her. It was haunting her in the knowledge that she had done this thing and had made this mistake with this man, and that a form of reconciliation or karma, however you might call it, unfolded before her when this same man left her when she needed him most. She left that day knowing what she had to do. She realized that this was a man who had a pattern of behavior that he would be no more faithful to the new woman he had left her for than he was to her or to his previous wife. She understood the hurt that she caused because she too was feeling it. We would like to think that what we do in this life and what we do to others isn't carried over to the next life. But from my experiences, that isn't always the case. 
it's a good reminder to do right by people, even if you think that they'll never know. Because inevitably, we all have to face our mistakes in this life or the next. Thank you for joining me for this story. I hope it resonated with you. I hope that you walk away from it with perhaps a better understanding or more questions that you leave to seek answers to find. Until next time, thank you for listening.